Hello and welcome to Attention Seekers, the podcast from Performance Marketing World where we get to know who's seeking attention in the industry and how they're doing it. Joined by guests ranging from senior executives to junior starters. Performance marketing is all about attention. It's the currency that is traded between consumers and advertisers, whether it's seconds on a screen or clicks on a link. So if you're not an attention seeker, you're not doing it right. I'm Lucy Shelley, junior reporter at PMW and your host for Attention Seekers. In each episode, we'll be joined by people from the industry to get to know the human stories behind the data. Today, I am joined by Joshna Rugani, e-commerce director at Artfinder, the online art marketplace. Hi, Joshna. Thanks for meeting me today. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Just, yeah, having a very busy week, as always. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure, especially like of recent news, it's very busy for everyone. But to get us started, would you mind introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about what you do at Artfinder? So I'm um, the e-commerce director at Artfinder. I've been here for about a year and a half now um, and my role is quite vast. Um, so it covers everything from marketing, community management, curation, which is, I guess, in traditional businesses, the buying side of the business. And then I also look after the support and operations team. Um, so very, very broad role in what I do. Fantastic. And as you might have guessed, this podcast is all about attention seekers and you are this week's attention seeker. But we also like to get to know about what's getting your attention this week. So what is getting your attention this week? So it's not the most uplifting and positive conversation that I want to kind of talk about what's getting my attention, but it's a part of my job and it's what I'm dealing with currently in the day to day. Um, and it is the unfortunate situation that is going on in Ukraine. Um, and I'm not here to get political because that's not what I'm about. Um, but I just want to kind of talk about what's um, been going on from a marketing perspective and actually um, just how amazing it has been to see so many businesses and brands like just be so reactive and change their strategy to kind of just completely support what's going on in the world of the back of like the news we made a change and got a new campaign live within three days and that's just a testament to how quickly all businesses are turning things around um, and we're still using performance marketing within this so where some of our ad campaigns will be more about making sales for your own business or for any advertisers or anyone else that you're working with we're actually trying to now push um, our campaigns towards fundraising and actually getting more like donations and raising awareness of some of the campaigns that we're running that will have a benefit. So that's, yeah, it's it's not the most uplifting of like topics, but it's what I deal with in my day to day. And I think it's just nice to just give a shout out and a mention to everybody that's had to completely change their world to support um, what's going on. Well, I mean, I think that's actually quite an uplifting thing to say in despite of what's going on because it shows everyone's coming together because I've noticed the same I'm getting emails from loads of platforms that we use saying you might want to have a look at your settings because as you can tell things aren't going to be the same things aren't going to be shared in Russia anymore yeah um so I think it's great to hear thing you know people are coming together and it is an uplifting story in despite of what's going on yeah it'd just be nicer if that wasn't what we were having to do <laughs> it would in an ideal world yeah well to make this a bit more lighthearted, 
we love talking about cookies and we'd like to know what cookies, what could they tell about you that you'd probably rather they might not know? So um, obviously with the whole pandemic, um, we were all very restricted on what we could do, where we could go. And so you'd just be dreaming about those holidays that you might not be able to go on or be ready to go on. Um, and so for me, um, I have been kind of, as the world's going back to normal, I've been thinking, oh, okay, I think I want to start going on holiday and, you know, doing something that I used to pre-pandemic, yeah. uh, which would be exciting. Yeah. Um, and I haven't told my um, online channels that, you know, let's start, to- well, my social media channels that I'm in the mood for a holiday. <laughs> but instead, I'm just getting targeted so much. And I'm just getting more and more jealous of like seeing these like beautiful, beautiful country escapes or mm. countryside escapes. Um, or even like abroad. I don't think I'm ready for the abroad ones, but I'm getting targeted and just <laughs> seeing some sun and yeah, having a break just sounds so like just amazing right now. And it's what I would like to do. And I'm just getting more and more tempted to click on one of these ads and book something. <laughs> I know it's it's a bit mean, isn't it? Because you think, oh, this is, you know, the targeted av- advertising, oh, it's helping me, it's helped me find things, but it's not, it's actually just making no. me feel worse because <laughs> you're sat in England. It knows what I want. I know yeah. <laughs> it's worse. It knows what I want. It knows that I need some sun now. Maybe it's just because pre-pandemic this would probably be when I'm booking something to go away mm. I don't know so maybe yeah. targeted advertising is the ultimate counsellor says this is what yeah. you need <laughs> <laughs> yes go on holiday do it now <laughs> um and Joshna do you think you can do you recall a time that you have done something completely ridiculous ludicrous unnecessary for attention perhaps in your younger years and as a child <laughs> yeah so um I was like having a really long think about this one because it's quite an interesting one. Um, I'm not the most like outgoing or, you know, extrovert that there is, but there is a story from my childhood um, that I am willing to share. Um, where oh, I go did, on, we're excited. <laughs> I did try and get a lot of attention. So I must have been maybe about five um, because I can remember this very, very clearly. Um, maybe a bit older, I don't know. Um, but I don't know why. I was very unhappy and upset. And I decided that I needed to make a stand. And my stand is that I am going to run away. Um, <laughs> because that's what you do when you're a child. We've all done um, it. <laughs> so, um, you know, like the old school, like lunch boxes, like little plastic lunch boxes. Yeah. So that was my suitcase. So I got my lunch box. Um, I don't think I packed any clothes in there because clearly you would not get any clothes in there. But I probably put in one of my teddies and then... I also, because I'm going to make a stand against my whole family, I went and took some family pictures and I cut my face out of them. But instead of taking the pictures of my family, I took pictures of myself. (laughs) (laughs) And so I still have some of these like pictures where I'm cut out of them because I cut myself out because I'm running away. And then I closed my lunchbox um, and I was all set to go and leave. And I didn't go anywhere. I went to watch TV <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I got distracted. Um, 
And I guess from that point on, I should have known that I was always going to just stand up for what I believed in until I got a distraction. <laughs> yeah, until you get distracted. No, I remember the exact same things where um, I think it was Winnie the Pooh. Was it Winnie the Pooh? You'd have a stick with a oh. uh, some cloth or oh, something yeah. tied to the end. I used to do that. <laughs> and I used to decide, yeah, which teddy bear I was going to bring and say, sorry, you have to stay. <laughs> just the things that we do on our imaginations, thinking it's completely reasonable for me to just, yeah run away because and feeling very mature about yeah. it as well yeah I thought I was yeah. doing all the right things you know getting my little suitcase and you know getting ready to go on to our next section which is the main section of our podcast which is called ratings and that's where we understand what you think is overrated and underrated within the industry so why don't we start with what you think is overrated okay so um this might be slightly controversial, I don't know. Um, but for me, um, I guess at the moment, what's slightly overrated that I'm seeing is around the metaverse and what it's all going to be. And I think it's great in that we're all hyping about it, something new, we're embracing technology, we're embracing changes. Um, and there is an opportunity to get a lot more data, do a lot more targeting in virtual reality, um, not in the real world. Um, and I think it's exciting and I think it's great, but I just feel like as something new comes along and it's new and shiny, it gets a lot of attention. Um, and we don't fully know how we can use it from a brand and a marketing point of view. I think it's great that some brands have already stepped into it um, and are exploring and, you know, hopefully have some successes from what they have done already um but I just think that it's a bit too new and it's a lot more of the unknown but I guess you do need somebody to go in and test it and kind of build out those case studies yeah someone's got to take the first first jump haven't they yeah and I think I think it does have it has it has potential for sure but it's not just new for marketers it's also for consumers as well no one's quite sure how to like you said, how to use it yet. What's yeah. its best function? I think people are trying things out. Some are working, some are not. But that's quite interesting, especially at Artfinder, the metaverse, because it's, can it really translate? Can it translate into the metaverse, do you think? Yeah, so I think so, because it's, you know, it's the whole like virtual reality. So what better way to showcase an artwork or mm. a sculpture if you could kind of see it and be there and interact with it a bit more in 3D life, whereas at the mm. moment you're just seeing it on a website and yeah. it's as good as the images that are uploaded by our artists or the video so it's not the same so I do think that there's a lot of potential within the metaverse and how it could work for our brand um but also it's quite in its early stages and we are an early adopter we do like to do things differently but I know that in everything from like all of the different marketing channels and all of the different approaches the metaverse is probably nearer the end of that list mm. um, and it's not at the top of our priorities. But yeah, I would love to kind of understand it a bit more and continue seeing what others are doing. And, you know, hopefully by then we would have accelerated all of our efforts on what we want to do and I could start dabbling in it too. <laughs> and it is, it is exciting. I like seeing what other, what new brands are doing within the metaverse because it's kind of, like you said, it's very much a trial period. So it's like, oh what's this person done you know and kind of working it all out okay well moving on to what you think is underrated in the industry I think that um email marketing and in particular um the Apple iOS update that 
happened last year um, is underrated. Would you mind quickly explaining what the update was and how it has changed people just before you carry on so we have a clear idea? So the um, Apple update, the iOS update that was um, released last year was around um, like do not track and privacy settings. So if you um, went onto your Apple mail app after the update, it would offer you the option to continue being tracked with your emails or to have a do not track feature. You know, we are seeing more and more customers, people going for the do not track option, because that's what we're all talking about in the whole data and privacy world of anything to do with online. Um, And what that has basically resulted in is that if um, I sent a customer, I sent my normal weekly newsletter, I cannot see who's opening that email because the way that the Apple iOS update works is that it receives the email on the server it then takes it to their own server removes all the click trackers which then sends a message to your ESP that they've opened the email even though they haven't and then it puts it in the customer's inbox so I can't tell whether a customer's actually opened that email or if that's just Apple removing the click trackers so that's what's basically made it a bit more difficult for email marketers now. Um, and just from a basic segmentation point of view, so you'd have your new, your active, your lapsed users, um, your inactive. If you're sending an email to 100,000 people and 50% of those were on Apple, that's 50% of your data that you can't trust um, and you actually don't know what's going on. Um, And there hasn't been a solution um, so far in the industry on how we can kind of overcome this. There are other like ideas, you know, just focusing a bit more around the content and actually engagement from an email perspective is who's actually engaging with your content, who's clicking on your emails and going through to your websites. And we still measure that. And, you know, that's still a very important um, engagement metric. But open is still just as important because of deliverability and understanding your overall health, um, your IP status. Um, and that, again, hasn't been clarified either as to what impact um, the update has had on that. So can you trust some of these like deliverability tools that are telling you that you've got a perfect deliverability score when maybe you don't? Um, so yeah, I just think it needs to be discussed a lot more and a lot further. We need to come up with some ideas on how we can not necessarily overcome it, but on how we can navigate around it and actually do something better because I respect privacy. I respect a user's decision um, to not want to be tracked and not want to share that information. I am guilty of going on websites (laughs) and then seeing the cookie option and saying, yeah, I'm just going to say no. (laughs) (laughs) Because you've asked me. If you didn't ask me, I would have said yes. Um, Unless it's a really long list, then I just accept it. I guess you, it's underrated for you in a sense because it means email marketers need to work harder to find the da- data that's useful for them. Yeah, and I just think that we could be doing more as an industry to kind of come up with better ideas and share information. And I'm sure there is probably going to be another study coming out since because it's I guess it's still new um, because it's happened in the last year. Um, on you know the overall impact but initial studies when it first was released were saying that oh it's not too bad it's not that like big of a deal but I think it is and that's why I think it needs to be talked about more. No absolutely. 
Moving on to our next section, which is called The Performer, and it's all about your best practice. So, Joshna, could you tell us about the most exciting project that you've worked on and how did it get people's attention and what was the outcome of this project? So the project that I want to talk about was from my agency days Mm. um, and I worked in a full service media agency which was part of a bigger creative agency and it was for a charity brand and it was the whole idea of bringing offline together with online um, and it was to get people's attention to raise funds for this specific charity Um, and we did a save the bear campaign Mm -hmm. as an example um and so we used um a setting in central london where we scattered some bears around and we left a little message and the message basically said share me on social media so that i could you know be found and find my home Um, and it was just a beautiful campaign we were able to use like programmatic we could look at um targeting it on location um we obviously had our own social media hashtag we did our own paid campaigns around it and it was just beautifully done because all the channels were working completely together it had some great creatives which you need if you're going to run any display advertising and it was just an overall like really positive campaign um and for me a good digital campaign is one which encompasses all channels that are all working together at the right time and are sequenced quite well and we're not overserving either yeah and it's great to do something that's for charity as well isn't it yeah especially when people i think are a bit afraid of our industry because it's you know people get a bit fearful of privacy and their data being used but actually this is you know a very good example of how there's no need you know it's all been used for good yeah and I think it was nice also trying to bring it in with a bit more um offline as well and being able to do um some display but out of outdoor display campaigns so on the billboards as well as like taking it through to digital as well moving on to our final section which is all about getting my attention our listeners have chosen for you telephone boxes and what you need to do is you need to resell telephone boxes which are no longer used they're outdated they're outfashioned and I would like you to remarket them ideally with a a performance marketing strategy and you you must try your best because I will be grading it at the end (laughs) so this is all to pay for (laughs) exactly so when you're ready resell me a telephone box Okay, so I think I'm going to go down the like nostalgic route and vintage because vintage is always back in fashion and telephone boxes are vintage. Um, and then if we're going to take it also through um, the data and privacy angle, what's better than a telephone box? It's private. It's untrackable. You can have a nice conversation shielded away from everybody. Nobody has to hear what you're talking about. If it's raining, you don't need to get stuck in the rain you've got somewhere that you can have be cozy um say warm but it's not really warm in the telephone box um it's very retro (laughs) they can have heaters in them they're digital nowadays um but it's just really retro and it's just really cool to just go back into a telephone box and forget the latest iphone or whatever the newest phone that's coming out right now is um when you can dispense lots and lots of money, a telephone box is only as much as you want to invest in it and actually 
for however long you want to talk to someone, a good way to get out of talking to somebody too. <laughs> My money's about to run out. I'm sorry, I have to go. Um, and yeah, I, I think the untrackable bit is what I'm going to push for. No, I really like that when you were explaining that to me, I, when you said it, it was raining and you're, you feel private, I, it makes everyone feel like a spy. I can imagine a London street yeah. and everyone's got their coats on and they're going in for these World War II conversations yeah. in a phone box. <laughs> Yeah, but it's so cool as well. Like when yeah. you watch all the movies and you're just like, oh, look, they're going into a telephone box and, you know, going to do something. So it's just, yeah, look, you you could be in a movie. You'll be an extra and you don't even realise. Yeah, or actually, it just reminded me of, I don't know if you're a Harry Potter fan, but they go into, uh, is it Mr. Weasley and Harry Potter go into yeah. the telephone box, which takes them down. Yeah. See, so there's so many things that you could relive just with a telephone box. Um and yeah, I also think that from an angle of like, if we're out and about all the time, we're listening to each other's conversations because you overhear things, you make judgment. If you're in a telephone box, you have none of that. <laughs> none at all. All right. Well, it's time for me to to grade your work, Joshna, <laughs> to, to mark it out of 10. And I love the idea. I love being feeling like a spy. I think I used to think I wanted to be a spy, so that that that's uh, that brings me. I knew well that. With me. I knew that. That's what I was, that's the angle I was going for. <laughs> I am going to mark you a seven. There's room for improvement, and that is because, as a Harry Potter fan, I feel like you completely neglected one of the greatest uses. I know. I should have. I should have gone down that route. Yeah. But <laughs> overall, great effort. Thank you. <laughs> Well, that has come to the end of this week's episode of our podcast. And I want to thank you very much, Joshna, for being our guest on Attention Seekers. I hope we have satisfied your attention-seeking desires. No, you have. It's actually been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah, well, thank you for giving us your time. I know you have a very busy a busy day today, so at least you might have had a little time away from your desk today. Yes, next has been good. If you want to find out more about the global brands, agencies and platforms in the performance marketing industry, sign up to our newsletter by registering with us on our website, performancemarketingworld.com. Thank you for listening in today and don't forget to look out on our socials, which are linked in on the site and in this episode's description to send in suggestions for next time's Resell Me A Pen section.